0: Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. This week, we talked to 50-50 District Governor Brad Whitaker. Brad joined me via Zoom call from his home, near Vancouver, B.C. to tell me all about the 50-50 district, how he joined Rotary, and he took on the same 11 questions that everyone takes on, and he did it governatorially, I would say. So join me, won't you, as we sit down with District 50-50 Governor Brad Whitaker, this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on the podcast. I am very excited to introduce to you the district governor of District 5050, Brad Whitaker, joining us today via Canada. So it's another one of our international podcasts, but not that too international. He's only about three hours from me. Thank you, Brad, for joining me. It's great to have you.
1: Thank you, Grant. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, this podcast is a lot of fun, but, I, and, but we've mostly talked to non-officials. Uh, so uh, you're our, fish, our, our official uh, first Rotarian officer. So thank you again for, for uh, taking, taking care of us. So um, as usual, we've got those 11 questions. So why don't we get started? Are you ready? Yes I am. Okay here we go. So what's your earliest recollection of Rotary? What was your first experience with
1: Rotary? Well it actually goes back to when I was a young teenager and I used to play basketball outside our high school league Uh and uh, we had the shirts on it and they said Kiwanis, Elks, and Rotary. I didn't know what they were but uh, I was glad to play basketball. Um,
0: So So you knew the wheel?
1: I saw the wheel yes I knew the wheel. I had no idea what it was and uh I don't know what my first experience with the organization was because a few of my friends asked me to join back in the early 90s and I was just too busy, And uh, that I, but I did present to them. But also when I moved to Chilliwack, British Columbia, there was a famous Rotary Trail alongside the Chilliwack River, which I used. And so Rotary was the name that was there as well.
0: Was it, Is it actually called the Rotary Trail?
1: Yes, it is. It worked well within the city and we worked on it, uh, the club I joined, Actually, i was worked on it for probably 20 years now, and it's a goes along one side of the river and across the other side, and it's a beautiful, beautiful trail for walkers, riders, horseback riders. It's wow. used by, I don't know, tens of thousands of people.
0: Wow. So then when did you first join Rotary? You said you'd mentioned in the 90s that you were introduced to maybe join, but when did you officially become a member?
1: Uh, in 2002. Um, that's That sort of made me uh, want to join was I had just taken on a new role with the University of the Fraser Valley or at that time called the University College of the Fraser Valley mm-hmm. as the manager of the campus in Chilliwack and uh, one of my colleagues I'd known for some time uh, suggested I join and uh, I thought it'd be a good uh, opportunity for my for the university and for me to get to know people in the community as I worked uh, outside the community for many years. And so I, I joined Rotary there as a as connection to the university, and uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. It's uh, yeah. been a tremendous ride.
0: So it was it was definitely more um, business oriented, would you say, as opposed to philanthropy, or?
1: Oh yes, yes, definitely yeah. uh, connecting people to the university, and uh, so it was a good time. And I knew about twenty percent of the people in the club, and at that time the club had one hundred and ninety members. So
0: one. 119 or 119 or
1: one nine zero. One nine zero. <laughs> wow that's a big group yes it was is uh, it
0: bigger now or is it about the same or
1: unfortunately not it's we're about 145 i think
0: oh well, that's that's still pretty impressive sir <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> so what about the rest of your family is anybody else in rotary
1: uh, not when I grew up, but uh, my wife became a Rotarian uh, through the Passport Club. She doesn't have much time to, to do. She works uh, as a head librarian for the university, and, uh, but she works a lot uh, with my club and doing stuff for the book sale uh, as a librarian, researching rare books and pricing them, but she's been very, very supportive and uh, has come accompanied me to, to all over the world with uh, my rotary duties. Wow!
0: Yeah, and I know that um, the passport clubs. Uh, we've talked to a couple ladies in Africa—one in Ghana, and one in Zimbabwe—and they were talking about that the that the passport clubs have really been their saving grace. They're both in their early 30s, and so they're able to to go around and still travel and still have professional lives where they, you know, are not necessarily retired. Um, I'm wondering if the passport clubs are picking up as fast in the United States or North America, because they seem to be really picking up overseas.
1: Well, I know in the last uh, few years that uh, a number of districts that I work with, uh, anywhere from Alaska to Oregon, we um, we ha- have a growing number of uh, passport clubs. And the idea of Rotary is, uh, as you know, a service of self So they're actually able to work with local clubs and uh, do projects with them, but also meet with their club as well.
0: Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, some of these clubs uh, that we've talked to are actually do it the same way we're doing this right now, that they actually do a, a WhatsApp chat or a, some type of chat uh, where all of them are in, you know they're in different countries literally and they come in and chat all together. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. So, yay, I'm glad, glad that works for your wife. So then, what does then being a Rotarian mean to you now that you've been in it since 2002? Everything. Everything.
1: Um, excuse me. <clears throat> All right. No problem. Um, well, it, it, it's opened up a few things and, uh, uh, for me and uh, I've always been one who uh, started uh, doing things for school and stuff since I was a teenager. And it gives me an opportunity and a method or road or uh, to actually do really good things in my community and do good things around the world. The international connections are amazing. And uh, I, as I told in my club visits to uh, the 57 clubs in our district, I thought everyone got up in the morning and thought about rotary, worked on it during the day and it was the last thing they thought of at night.
0: (laughs) Of course.
1: (laughs) No, I I have gotten so much out of Rotary and people say, well, gee, you put a lot of time into it and it's anywhere two to 14 hours a day. And uh, I say, I get so much more out of it than I put into it. The people are amazing. So it's, I joined because of, as I mentioned earlier, networking, but it's the uh, friendships I've made. I have very close friends now in Rotary and uh, it's the actions we do, the, the projects we do to help people.
0: Yeah, I I've often talked I had a I had a, a past Rotary president that used to say to me that Rotary turned into his church because he wasn't he wasn't as, as excited about going to church anymore because he had Rotary, which had fellowship and camaraderie and service and all those things. And I kinda I kinda took that to heart. It was like, Yeah, I actually I think I'm a better person because I joined Rotary kind of wow.
1: I, that's a w- very good way of putting it. I, I feel I am a better person. That's, that's exactly true.
0: So what was your most inspirational experience with Rotary? And, and I know you've been the president now, you're about halfway through your time as president. So it can either be so far, what's been most, or what overall, what's something that has really, really just, just left a mark on you being well, in Rotary? Is
1: where people talk about their aha moment, that's an yes. interesting moment. Yeah, and, uh, I have to say, I uh, I really don't have one of those. <laughs> I have. Uh, it occurred to me when I was president. No, pardon me. Before I was president, I was a member of the club, and uh, I was in for three years into the into Rotary, and uh, I had actually my first year I was chair of a committee, and the next couple of years I was chair of another committee. I couldn't go anywhere without my printed roster of all the members in my club because I was connecting with them. One of them, it seemed every day. Yeah. And so that has uh, you know, it just sort of hit me one time that I carry this roster every day to work at home and I use it all throughout the day or evening. And that mm-hmm. just really struck me. My, my inspirational, when I, I get from people's um, um, enjoyment or seeing their faces or hearing their, their laughter when, uh, uh, when we do something for them as a, as a Rotarian organization. And it can be, I may not be there from overseas. One of the things we did was my first project as an international services chair, we put in rice mills in, outside a, a village near Iquitos, Peru. Wow. Which is the largest city that you can't get to by road. But anyway, it was outside of that. We worked with them, and we actually had some difficult times before that. And so we got this project going. So we've improved people's lives in that village. So they actually have a much better living um, aspects to their lives, and uh, and and they're doing much better economically and health health wise. So that just I, I know what's happening. And it just gives me great feeling for that.
0: Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it, it, is. it is. It's amazing how that we've got an impact locally, and then the impact internationally and how they both are just, yeah, a huge, huge impact in our lives. Yeah,
1: so I was in the uh, it, the International Assembly in San Diego last year. We're working with a, a group in Peru in putting a new type of library, first of its kind in its country. And I was trying to connect with the district governor-elect who was in charge of that. He was in San Diego, and he's in speaking Spanish and I'm speaking English. And I turned around the table i was trying to find him and there he was next table so we spent the whole evening on uh, google translate
0: oh that's fantastic i i i have to say i love i love google translate i mean every once in a while it's a little off but i would say 90 percent of the time it is made yeah that sounds incredible so and then and, and progress was made oh I yeah
1: yes yeah, So now we're talking about doing six libraries in peru this way
0: what well tell me a little bit more about the libraries where they if you can what makes them the first of their kind
1: well you're asking a non-librarian person about that even though oh. my wife is a librarian <laughs> um, well i i think in peru they had a uh, uh, very much a strict school library and this is somewhat of a community library it's in in the rural areas and we're working with a uh, with a uh, uh, club near there it's not in that community so it's right. also for, uh, for for the whole community and it's all multimedia it has books computers we actually provided education or they provided education as part of the uh, project. So that would be, you know, uh, they could look after it themselves, maintain it and such. And one of our members of our international services team, um, she went down there, she lived in Peru for three years. She went down there uh, with her husband who's from Peru. And they actually had a parade for her when they opened up the library.
0: Oh, how fun. They opened oh, up the library, great.
1: and it was just fabulous. And I showed pictures to my wife, as I mentioned, as a university librarian. She says, this is an amazing library. It has all the aspects that really make people want to use it. That's
0: so. awesome. Well, and I think, you know, the unsung heroes of the literary world is your is your librarians, wherever they are, all over the world. So I, I think I think librarians deserve a parade, without a doubt. <laughs> So then, then let's go to um, the, it's a little bit lighter subject. And uh, I want to talk about, because you've been in it for a while and you've been so international, we have our rotary pins. Yeah, yes. Is there a favorite pin? Is there one that has a, a either, a, is there like a memento of an amazing occasion? Or which, which one do you like the best?
1: I like my first Paul Harris pin. And oh. the reason for that is I had been in our club for four years and we had, you know, 190 members and they actually recognized me by giving me, awarding me a pin for the work I do in the club and in the community.
0: Wow. So well, you were awarded the, your Paul Harris. Yeah.
1: That was my first Paul Harris. And now I've become a major donor, but uh, that's the one I have. I have many, many pins, but I like wearing that one.
0: You like wearing that one. It, it, it is really nice. I do. I have, my paul harris as well that is i have to say that's one of my favorite ones in fact i was i was joking uh not too long ago if you've looked at the original paul harris pins and the ones now the man has had a lovely facelift just to let you
1: know (laughs) (laughs) someone once told me they said paul harris wasn't actually a lawyer he made pins and sold them
0: oh that's fabulous okay Well, yeah, I hope so. I I think there's a picture or two of him, but just in case, I think, you know, business is business. So you had mentioned earlier in our interview the four-way test and service of us self. Let's let's start with the four-way test. What is the, you know, it's the guiding principles of Rotarians. Um, How has it impacted your life?
1: Well, I'm not going to say anything, as you mentioned earlier, about religion, but it's actually one that when I have a difficult decision to make, and uh, I think of the four way test. Okay. And uh, I just read recently in the very recent Rotarian magazine that came out, I just got it yesterday. There's a fellow in there who said um, it was an ongoing topic of, you know, the four way test, it means compromise. And so somebody loses or everyone loses. And the other fellow wrote in in the recent edition, no, it's cooperation and everyone wins. Yeah. Everyone is better off through the cooperation that when you follow the four-way test. And so I, you know, it, it, it's there for me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, we mentioned religion. I was in the chair of my op- optometrist getting uh, get my eyes checked and her assistant came in and saw my rotary pin. And she said, what's that? And that's rotary. It's an organization. And she says, oh, okay. Uh, I tried to get your boss to join. And she says, well, maybe it's better she's here than joining your religion. Wow! But, well, it's not a religion. It's a. It's a. It's a
0: civics organization.
1: Yeah.
0: How interesting! And so, and so, this this person thought that Rotary was was actually a religious organization. Yes. Huh. Well, put a pin in that because uh, one of our future questions is just about something like that. So <laughs> we'll get we'll we'll get back to that one. So what about what about service above self? but that one you have mentioned what does that mean to you
1: well for me it's a way of life and as mentioned earlier i you know i've been involved with this and throughout school uh, i grew up in a uh, you know somewhat in a poor area you know weren't weren't very well off and a lot of things happened in school so i gave a lot in school so it's been something i've tried to do uh, a lot and uh, and for what happens with rotary it allows me a great opportunity to uh, to help others and uh, and the service above self is, is always something that's, that that brings joy and happiness to my life. My joy, as I've told people in my club visits, my joy is seeing people who uh, are be- get better off or we're able to help them improve their lives. And my joy comes from seeing them being joyful. That's great. That's great.
0: That's wonderful. So your service... So it, cause it's interesting cause this, this is, you're more of a outer service above self as opposed to inner service above self. And the, what I, what I mean was, uh, is that we've had some people that much like you say that I'm all about the service in spite of doing something for myself. So you others first is your kind of attitude if I'm hearing you right. Cause yeah. we have had, I gotta be kind to myself and give myself some service so that I can go out and make the world a better place.
1: Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I just came back from the Rotary World Peace Conference in California. And many people said you have to have peace within yourself before you can help others have peace or between groups. Right. To be really right there. And, and I, and then service above self is is similar to that, uh, I guess. Um, but it's so rewarding. It's so enriching life when you do that.
0: Yeah. And I, I, think, I think for myself, it can be. I can be having uh, just a day where it's like business associates haven't been there or I've missed deadlines. And then I remember with a giant eye roll that I'm supposed to weed the gardens at our local hospice center or I'm supposed to pick up garbage at the side of the road. And I have gone there with maybe not the best attitude. To go forward and yeah. do the service and yet somehow I get there and I start walking on the side of the road and I'm there with my other Rotarians and before I know it doing that service has helped myself
1: yes very um, much does that so. makes sense yeah well I was at uh, a self-serve gas station and uh, this woman was having difficulty next to me she was an older woman and uh and by the time I got there, she'd fill her tank up, and she was having some problems, so I helped her out and I cleaned her windshield and I did this and did that and uh, she said, thank you so much it's it's just the right timing because i I've just found out that my husband has cancer today oh and and you know just my heart just dropped, and she was so thankful and gracious that I just did some little simple thing for her, yeah. but I thought of her first and uh and it just she just lit up and i I gave my you know not condolences, but uh, how sad I was to hear that and hope she had a wonderful day. And, uh, but she was just a little tiny thing, an act of kindness.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing how sometimes just the littlest thing can make the greatest impact.
1: Yeah, just and think I, of others. Just think of others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, to, I, I am a, a science geek. And one of the best things that I ever read was when you do something like that, of course her, it, it launches endorphins in her. It mm-hmm. actually gets more endorphins in you. And then what's really amazing is that if somebody saw that, it actually, a third person's endorphins get triggered. So literally happiness goes through everybody's body and off a little thing like cleaning her windows. So yeah, service above self can be can be uh, very serving, self-serving, I guess. <laughs> it is. It is.
1: You know, it's actually, it's it's so, kind of selfish in some ways, and uh, but it it brings joy and uh, better lives for everybody around it. Gets as you said involved.
0: Yeah. So then, um, you've obviously traveled. You've talked several times about different things that you've been to. So, what? Um, there are hundreds of Rotary clubs. How many? How many other Rotary clubs have you visited to? And where would you like to visit? I know well, you've hit all the ones in your district, so.
1: Well, there's about thirty-five thousand clubs, I think, or thirty somewhere on there. So mm-hmm. I've probably visited about seventy. I I I've been to some in my province and uh, in the United States, and I I I went to one in Africa. It was rather interesting. I they had their meeting at the hotel I was staying at in uh, in Kenya. It was in a place. Well, that called was convenient. Kakamega. And they're having Al-Shabaab problems. The, when I was there in Nairobi, uh, they threw some grenades in a nightclub and killed people wow. there. And so I was out of Nairobi, but they still have very high security. So it was, um, it was a little difficult to get in. So when I went to the meeting, uh, no one was there. Wow. And, uh, I may have been a little early. I, I understand the time. Sometimes they, they arrive a little later, but, uh, it was very security conscious. So I was, I was disappointed by that one, but, uh, people are in, in all over the world are in these clubs and uh it's it's uh, very interesting to see how they uh how they work or listen to what they do i would love to go to one in uh in every country if i could you know uh, japan or india or peru anywhere Is,
0: are they uh, are the clubs i mean so 70 alone just here you're saying are are the clubs drastically different or is there a common theme that seems to run through all of them
1: well it's they are very different and each club has its own culture so when people join sometimes that culture is just meshed perfectly other times it's not and so I say well not about Rotary says well you have a third sec, two or three clubs in your community See, see which ones fits you I don't ask people to join a Rotary Club I ask them to join Rotary right and, and so The the clubs that have been around for a while have uh, definite uh, uh, cultures to them. I mean, in my own club, it's probably a traditional club. It's an hour and a half meeting. We have our own live band each week from members in the club.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: And and we sing. Sing. We're the only singing. We don't have any fines or happy bucks because there just isn't enough time because we give our speaker about 25 minutes to speak to us. And so it's quite traditional in that sense, but it was rather interesting going to different clubs with little games or fines. And I never have any change on me.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I have know, to admit I'm kind of a know. credit card girl myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's, and they have different uh, cultures in their club and it's very interesting. And some I found very, very intriguing. Some are very uh, jovial and happy and others seem to be a little more serious and you know it it's, depends what, what, what suits you and uh, but they're all doing great work in their community and, and, and most of them abroad. so it's really uh, uh, that's what it's all about for me. Absolutely. So then
0: out of so somebody who's not a rotarian, so what do you think the impression of rotary is to the rest of the world?
1: Well, in many countries in which we're doing a lot of work in, um, I think the first thing is hope when they see the rotary sign, they see the rotary symbol. And I know that, uh, for example, there's a uh, young man carried his daughter for two days for her to get, uh, I think it was surgery on her eyes. Wow. Two days. And he found the symbol and they did treatment for it. And so I think in a lot of cases, they look at hope as uh, the, the rotary sign as being a symbol of hope where they can get help. There is a project that a friend of mine went in in Honduras and uh, it was a medical clinic and they literally had people coming out of the hillsides and surrounding countryside lining up to get healthcare. And some, some of the symptoms are are straightforward and very treatable that made a significant difference in their lives. Right. So that's the impression that I, that I get in the world where we're, we're here as an organization with, with no, as you know, you know it's not religious, it's not right. political, it's no sexual orientation. All this, we we don't care about that. If you're a wonderful person who likes to help people, then then join Rotary, and you can have a great opportunity to do that.
0: I agree. So then, how do you think um, Rotary is different today than when you joined?
1: Well, I think it's become much more flexible in uh, at the club level. They're giving club more. Um, more autonomy in some ways like uh, attendance i know that i would never get attendance perfect attendance when i joined as a matter of fact after about three <laughs> years i got a tap on the shoulder you're missing a few uh yeah i got meetings. one of those too <laughs> and i i said to him, well i was in a meeting yesterday morning and i've got another one tomorrow night for rotary i didn't know about makeups so right uh, so i said you know i shouldn't say this but i almost thought you'll know, fire me you know it's i uh, i'm working my 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 buns off here trying to make a difference. I just can't mm-hmm. make the meetings one because I worked a lot of, out of town. Right. And uh, at that time. And so um, I think it's the flexibility and, and focusing on what people want to do. And I know we have uh, uh, interest in, you know, lowering our age and getting younger people involved. And my understanding is they don't necessarily want to sit down and have a meal. They want to actually talk about something and get something done. Yes, but I think the biggest difference is uh, is flexibility, focusing on projects or helping people. But I have to say, I do enjoy, and this is one of my favorite things: is the friendships I've made and the camaraderie and the people I see every week. Mm-hmm. I get excited every week when I get to go to my rotary meeting to see people I I won't see in a, you know in a, for a week. Really, and, so it's like another family. It it is a family and people take care of each other in our club and uh, we, you know, I visit a number of people who have been in hospital or done this for them and that. And again, it gives gives them great joy and uh, helping them out. I actually had as a president, I took all the people in my, I call it an 80-40 club. If you're over 80 years old or you've been in Rotary for four years, I'm going to treat you to a lunch.
0: Aw, that's sweet. We had
1: about 25 people turn out. I had people pick others up who couldn't drive. And I have to tell you, the noisiest group of people I've ever seen. <laughs> they had a wonderful time, and I just thanked them for all they did and asked them to continue in Rotary and a great friendship. And they said, that's all you're going to say? And I said, it's not about me. I want to thank you for all your years of service and keep doing it. You're doing a wonderful job. That's great. Lives.
0: Wow. So then how do you think Rotary can grow in the future then? Well, I think I mean- kind of- we have 1.5, I guess, million around the world, and I think, it, I think we could have more.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, and I think one of the ways we can do that is following what Rotary International has done and, and what Mark Maloney has done, the RI president, and he said, uh, grow Rotary. And you think of a donut, or I like to think of a lifesaver, divided into three parts, membership, public image, and foundation. And the whole point is to have an impact in people's lives. And we've talked about that previously about how much we, how much joy we get from helping other people. And I think if we focus on, on, on that, and, uh, we can get people interested in projects. And I think we focus on projects and making a difference in people's lives. People can say, Hey, I want to become part of that group. You know, how do I join this group? So people join, they become part of the projects they give to the foundation. And our foundation is one where we're, it's sort of like a savings bank. We put, we contribute money. We don't donate, we contribute money. And so we can actually get it back and do projects around the world or in our own communities. Right. So I think Rotary can grow focuses on, on, well, I I do two things. One is focus on other people, but also I like Rotarians to get the most out of Rotary. And there's many aspects to Rotary that are a lot of fun a lot of project work that like I said, but also a lot of fun through fellowship groups, international fellowship groups, that you know, have them on wine or travel or motorcycle. Yeah,
0: I've just <laughs> discovered those, I have to admit. When you came to my group uh, this last fall, I guess I would say now, and you put those up on the on the banner, I, I came home and did some investigating. And there's groups all over the place, from musicians to, like you said, to wine, to pet lovers, to Got all it. kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it's fabulous.
0: In fact, we have a I have a friend of of mine, Nick, who actually started a or knows about a Scotch and Bourbon club. So, I don't mm-hmm. have to I have to check out that one, I guess. I'm not I'm not usually a Scotch drinker, but who knows? They're Rotarians. They'll give me all the all the ins and outs of Scotch, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I would encourage you to do that being a bloomer of Scotch drinking. I uh, I discovered late in life and quite enjoy it. Okay. All I right. shouldn't say that too much, should I?
0: Well, no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. So, I thank you so much for your time, Brad, and I've got just one more. Do you have any um, – if somebody's thinking of becoming a Rotarian, what would you say to them? What would, what would be your last thoughts to, to leave the audience with today?
1: Well, you know, someone asks me about what Rotary is, and uh, I would just say it's, it's great people who take some action to help improve people's lives in their own communities and communities around the world. And if you really want to enrich your life – I would suggest joining Rotary because it will tremendously enrich your life and you'll get such a rush out of it that you'll think you may have one regret like I did. I joined Rotary later in life. I wish I'd joined when I was in my 20s. Yeah. You're going to have a rich life for joining your 20s. You're going to have a rich life for the next 80 years.
0: Wow. Well, that that sounds like a so it's like a cool organization. I think I'll be a part of it. <laughs> well, Brad, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're a busy guy. So thank you for taking the the time out of your day, uh, Mr. President, for uh, joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much, Gwen, for having me. And thank you so much for doing the podcast.
0: You're That's welcome. Wonderful. You're welcome. Mr. President, oops, sorry, Brad. You are the 50-50 District governor. And I'll never forget that again. Thank you so much for sitting down with my 11 questions. It was great to really get to know you and to say very proudly that you are my district governor. And thank you so much for all the work that you do to make my 50 50 district and all of Rotary an amazing organization. All right, everybody, that concludes this week's episode of I'm Rotarian podcast. If you like the podcast, Please tell a friend, subscribe, and rate, because as you well know, that helps other people find the show. And if you have a Rotarian that I should know about, please email me. It's quite simple. It's rotarianpod at gmail.com. Well then, like I said, this would be the end of the podcast. So as I say every week, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we will hear you next week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Talk to you then.